0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's
1: Matt Foley. That's a winnable game for the Brewers today. They get good pitching from uh, Corbin Burns, but they make mistakes behind them. Two errors and now five errors in their last two games. They also don't do a whole lot from a hitting perspective, scoring at just a couple runs, and That bad trend of not supporting Corbin Burns with runs continues should be noted. They were going against a guy in Max Free today who is really really good, but the Brewers just couldn't do much against him. My name is Matt Pauly. Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst, will join me coming up in just a few moments. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620 or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air. We'll get the postgame comments. Manager Craig Council will go back the game with the highlights as well a lot to get to this is brewers extra innings
0: brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj 2-2 pitch swinging a miss strikeout number one tonight and it comes on dansby
2: swanson here to begin the bottom of the third he got him with a cutter
1: Corbin Burns was good, 6 innings, 2 runs, only 1 earned on 6 hits, 7 strikeouts, 1 walk. He drops his ERA to 1.86, but he also takes the loss to drop to 1-2. and Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk text line 855-616-1620, that's 855-616-1620, or tweet at me, at Matt Pawley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We bring in Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and ballet Sports Wisconsin analyst. Vinny, we talked about this the last time Corbin Burns pitched. Here it is again tonight. He's pitching. Now, I think you give a whole lot of credit to Max Freed because Freed is a really good pitcher. But it is um, confounding to see the lack of run run support that Burns is getting.
3: I mean, he he isn't getting any help, obviously, from the offense. Um, It's just one of those things. I don't understand it, quite frankly. I mean, Woodruff was the guy last year that didn't get any run support, and now it's Burns. It's probably a little bit frustrating for him. Um, I mean, (laughs) freed was really good you said it I mean you said it before the break as well like the, the guy just mowed down the Brewers seven innings eight strikeouts four hits um, he just kept him off balance he did so last year as well in the couple of outings especially in the playoffs uh, just mixed that cutter in on their hands and then dropped a bunch of curveballs in for strikes on the other other side of the plate so it just really kept him off balance didn't make any mistakes and I think that was the culprit tonight especially with the way the Brewers have been swinging the bats I don't think we need to read any Into this now. If this continues, maybe we'll take a look at it again. But um, I just think they ran into a really good pitcher in Max Freed. Yeah,
1: so Doug texted in and said, um, Yes, Freed is tough, but they have to learn to hit left handers or they're out of the first round again. we've talked a lot about this. And I've been with Doug, who texts about the left-hander issue a lot. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, especially early on in the season, they had a hard time uh, against left-handers. But you look at what they've done against lefties recently. The last time they faced a lefty, it was that 9-1 win against the Cubs. Uh, they got Steele for seven runs or four runs in, uh, in th- uh, just three innings. The lefty before that was a game against Pittsburgh that they won three. 3-2. The one before that was another one against Pittsburgh, 3-1. They didn't do a whole lot against those respective starters, but they won those games. When they're struggling against lefties, Vinny, I have no problem talking about that, but when it's Max Freed, I take a step back, and I just give all the credit to a really, really good pitcher.
3: Yeah, I mean, again, the guy was—he's been one of the best. He's a—he's a, a big riser within the uh, major league baseball in terms of, you know, starting pitchers that are really establishing themselves as the top talents in the entire league. So that's—I think what you have to chalk that up to. I mean, you know, look, Luis Arias is back. He hits lefties. You have Willie Adamas, hits lefties. Um, Hunter Renfro's in addition that has really hit lefties. You also have Andrew McCutcheon who's really done a great job again. So I, I mean, I, I think we need to let this play out a little bit and not look into it too much this year but I'm I'm with you like if if they continue their struggles against against lefties on the whole um then yeah I mean let's let's talk about that again but again Max Fried was just outstanding tonight
1: and not having Andrew McCutcheon as he goes on the COVID list prior to the game doesn't help either
3: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you know, I think he was uh, sounded like he self-reported some symptoms, and then they sent him home, and now he's got to have two negative tests. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's really dominated lefties the last couple of years. Um, I think he had like an 1100 OPS against left-handed. Pitching last year in like a six hundred or five hundred against righties, so he really struggled against righties last year and dominated lefties. So, um, yeah, that was a big loss for them not to have him in the lineup against Freed. Who knows if that would have helped? But uh, I actually think the I actually think the play uh, where Lorenzo Kane kind of kicked that ball into left center that was a big turning point because it made Rowdy Tellez come in. Not to get too too, too into the what happened in the game, why they lost, but Rowdy Tellez had to come in on that uh, try to cut the rundown at home, and that, that ball kind of kicked off him to um, allowed him to really just misplay that ball at first base. So I think that was a big part of this game, why they didn't win, but uh, not having McCutcheon in there probably didn't help either.
1: Yeah, let's get into the fielding a little bit because they commit two errors today. There, there was two other plays that could have gone for air. So basically, it doesn't matter what's an error and what's a hit. The bottom line is the team did not have a good day from a fielding perspective. We always talk, Vinny, about hitting is contagious. Well, sometimes... Bad fielding is contagious. I'm sure you have been involved in your fair share of games that, for whatever reason, across the board, everybody's having a hard time fielding the ball. What what leads to moments and stretches like
3: those? Yeah, you know, hitting—I'm sorry, fielding is, is, is exactly like hitting in that you um, can go through slumps. And one guy in particular, for me, and it's surprising, is Colton Wong has really kind of struggled a little bit this year. Um, with the glove, um, and he made he made one error tonight, and then he could have he should have had two errors. Really, I, I thought I should have made the other play uh, that Matt Olson smoked a ball at him, and he wasn't able to come up with it, but. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it is. It does snowball on you if, you know, I've dropped a fly ball in the outfield before, and all of a sudden, like, a fly ball is the easiest thing in the world to catch, and all of a sudden you're, like, questioning yourself whether or not you can come up with the ball. Um, and so that's what it is. That tiny, tiny bit of doubt is all it takes. And if you see guys kicking the ball around you, you feel that little bit of doubt, you feel that little bit of pressure that you better make the play. And you just can't play baseball that way. Everyone goes through it. Seems like the Brewers are going through that a little bit right now.
1: All right, so if you're going through a hitting slump, more often than not, just kind of keep going, keep taking swings, stay in there, and, and keep your approach, and, and it's gonna it's gonna come around. You know, in basketball, if you're in a shooter slump, keep shooting, shoot yourself out of the slump. If you're in a fielding slump, what do you do to get out of it?
3: <laughs> you know, y- you take a million ground balls. I mean, you can't really, you know. You can't be in a game and say, "Okay, I'm in a slump. Keep, keep hitting ground balls to me, right?" I mean, it just doesn't yeah. work like that. So, um, you, you actually you actually go to work. You go to work the next day. You show up at the ball yard a little bit early. Take a bunch of ground balls, um, and just kind of field yourself out of it. Really, is what you do, and and that's that's what um, it just it just gets you back into the rhythm. It gets you back gets you to stop thinking about. The little mechanics that you have to do in order to make the play, and it just just allows your brain to kind of shut off and just do what you've been doing over and over for hours and hours every single day in order to get to that level. I mean, Colton Wong is a gold glover. I mean, he's going to be totally fine with the glove. He's just a little bit going through, you know, a little bit of a slump. When we see Colton Wong make one error, we're like, what's wrong with him, right? Just because he is so consistent. So um, I think he'll totally be fine. I think the team will be fine. They've been playing phenomenal, phenomenal defense all year.
1: He's also he hasn't really gotten going from a hitting perspective either. He had the home run the other day, but they bat him in the nine spot today. Again, that's against a left-hander, but he's in the nine spot today. He's hitting two thirty-six, so it just it just feels like with Wong, he's still kind of trying to find himself a month or so into the season.
3: Yeah, you know, he has come on pretty strong as of late. He's up to a six fifty-seven OPS, which isn't great, obviously for him. But I would say his last you know two weeks have been. pretty, pretty productive he's been taking pretty good swings he's been just missing balls and I, I do think also that he's been a and whatever's going on with the baseball I think he's a he's a victim of that um, of you know he, I think he's squared up some balls where he's kind of scratched his head like where did that not go Why did that not go, you know, over the outfielder's head or what? You know, so I do think he might have to tweak that approach a little bit, stay a little bit more middle the other way, more line drive type of approach. The guy had 14 home runs last year. Now he's only got one. Um... Yeah, I'm not blaming it totally on the baseball, but he just hasn't gotten going fully. And, you know, I think he'll be fine. I just think, you know, he, he was off to a slow start, probably a victim of the, um, the shortened spring training. So I think he'll be fine at the end of the day. Um, you know, it is still lower production for him. He's got to turn it on.
1: This is nothing new for him, though, Vinny. I'm looking at his month by month splits across his career. In his career, he is a 243 hitter in April. In May, it goes up to 258. It stays around there in June at 252. And then he's a career 284 hitter in July and a career 273 hitter in August. So, I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. He's a slow
3: starter. Yeah, I mean, he's playing in you know St. Louis with those numbers and Milwaukee with those numbers, and he's from Hawaii, let's not forget, right? So the guy does probably hates playing in cold weather. I know that there's a lot of players like that. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be fine. The more at-bats a guy like Colton Wong gets, the better he's going to get. So he'll come on, um, and, and he'll be totally fine.
1: Brewers come up short. They lose to Atlanta by a 3-2 score. We'll break for the news, and we'll be back after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And Caratini, a line drive caught by Swanson, diving to his left. Look what I found. Tremendous play made by Dansby Swanson. We've seen Adamas make some plays like that in this series. It was Swanson's turn. And Caratini robbed of a base hit.
1: 3 2 Brewers come up short against the Braves. Brewers' X earnings does continue. My name is Matt Pauli, former brewer Vinny Rettino here as well. If you want to join us, 855 616 1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage at talk and at text line or tweet at me at Matt Pauli on air. Vinny, we mentioned earlier Andrew McCutcheon going on to the COVID list prior to the game. He was essentially live tweeting the game as he was watching it today. Can you imagine anything? Like, I-, I assume that the symptoms are probably uh, fairly mild most people who uh end up with covid right now not everybody but most people especially younger people who are in good shape most people and uh, if you're vaccinated the whole nine uh, are, are you know relatively minor symptoms where if it's not covid you, you can play through a cold you can play through a flu can you can you imagine Vinny just being forced to sit in your hotel room and watch the game and maybe you have to do that for a few days
3: yeah, no, I mean, he's especially a competitor like Andrew McGutcheon, right? And um, especially a guy that just hammers left handed pitching. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it had to be tough on him to do so. But, I mean, the rules are the rules right now. We see a bunch of guys go on the COVID list and come right back. So, hopefully, that's the case for Andrew's important part of this team.
1: Corbin Burns was pretty darn good. He goes uh, six two runs, only one earned, six hits seven strikeouts, one walk It's incredible at this point I mean, we just, it's the expectation at this point that that's what you're going to be able to get from him Uh, Most of his pitchers, pitches were working for the most part. He was getting swings and misses on almost all of the pitches Got a lot of swings and misses on the slider on the cutter, uh, on the curveball as well. Um, Yeah, I mean what do we say? It's just another day for the guy who uh, has been one of the best pitchers in baseball for a long time now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's surprisingly he actually only got and this is gonna say like weird statement only 20 swings and misses like he's he, I mean he's he's gotten 25 30 35 sometimes in some games I mean Max Fried only got 15 uh, and it, that's how good he was today so I mean Corbin Burns got 20 swings and misses um, you know he's just really really good now with mixing all of his stuff and all of his stuff is just it's just so powerful is what is It's power stuff from every single pitch. He he doesn't have one pitch that's just like a get-me-over. It's all nasty swing-and-miss stuff. I mean, at times you could even argue that Max Fried's curveball is just kind of like a get-me-over. You know, Corbin Burns doesn't even have that in his vocabulary, like a get-me-over breaking ball. I mean, it is nasty swing-and-miss. It, is, it, looks, it all looks like a fastball coming out of his hands because it's so explosive, and then all of a sudden you don't know where it's going. So, yeah. Um, I mean, he he knows where it's going. I'm saying the hitter has no clue what it's going to do, any of these pitches. So he was very good, obviously, again. Um, again, it's unfortunate that the Brewers couldn't uh, capitalize on him being on the mound again. But the Braves did a good job of trying to get, uh, you know, attack him early, early in at-bats. Like, you know, the cutter down away, I thought uh, Travis Darnot did a great job of staying on that cutter that he hit for a double. Um, and you saw that kind of not. I, I say rattle, but I, I'm not gonna say it rattled Corbin Burns. But after that, it get it got him off his game a little bit. Like, man, that was a really good cutter, down, down and away, and he stayed on that really nice. Um, so um, I just think that's probably the approach you have to take. You have to try and get something and, and kind of guess for that cutter. I would, I would have no idea how I would ever have played the game <laughs> now because like that, his stuff is just so nasty. And every a lot of pitchers at this point are just so nasty so uh, I thought the Braves actually did a good job of trying to survive against Corbin Burns tonight
1: That run that the Brewers give up there in the eighth inning when Perdomo was pitching that really turns into a huge run I always hate playing the game of doing well, if this wouldn't have happened, everything else would have happened. We don't, we don't know if everything else would have played out the same way. We don't even know if Kenley Jansen's approach would have been the same uh, in the ninth inning working with a one-run lead as opposed to a two-run lead. So there's no guarantee that plays out the same way. But my goodness, uh, that w- when you score that one run in the ninth inning, it really makes you look back at what happened in the bottom of the eighth.
3: It really does. Um, to your point, you never know how it's all going to play out. But uh, I mean, Kenley Jansen's been good this year. I think he's actually reinvented himself a little bit with trying to mix up pitches. But I, I've always felt like any time Kenley Jansen's been on the mound, the Brewers have a chance to at least score one, and they did. They did that tonight. So it was a big run. And, and even Jeff Levering said it on the broadcast: like that is a huge ins- insurance run for the Braves right there. Um, and it is. It, it, I mean. Um, And it was. So, um, yeah, I mean, you you just got to try and find out, you know, find a way to to limit that. Uh, You know, I think Perdomo is probably going to be more of a, you know, a longer relief type of middle relief, probably what they thought they were going to get from Jose Urania type of an arm. I I don't know if he's going to be in a one-run ball game in the the bottom of the eighth much uh, this year. So, unfortunately, he did give up the one run. 3-2
1: the brewers fall in atlanta series even at a game apiece we'll come back with the post-game comments of manager craig council that's next on wtmj it's brewers extra innings with matt falling
0: the 0-2 yelich a little flare shallow left coming in his demerit he dives and he made a catch diving in the process Off the bat, that looked like it was going to fall for sure. If it does, it's worth two runs.
1: That was a really big play, and like Lane said there, two runs score if that falls. A great play made out in left field on a diving stop, and uh, that uh, when you lose a game by one run, and there are some really good defensive plays on one side, and there are some poor defensive plays on the other side, it's really easy to go look at single moments in the game that were either the crossroad moment or maybe one of many moments that could have uh, turned it over. This feels like a game that the Brewers could have won. I don't know if I'll go as far as saying should have won, uh, but this is a game they could have won and they did not. Brewers X Innings continues here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's the Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago, opened up his comments talking about the performance of starting pitcher Corbin Burns.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Corbin pitched well. Um... You know, it was very similar to kind of his last start um, where a mistake cost him a run. Oh, I don't even know if it was a mistake, really. It was just a good hitter. Um, you know, hit a, hit a hit a slider down, and, um, you know, that cost us one. And then um, we made a defensive mistake that, that um, you know, got them a, a, a tough inning to prevent a run with a man on third and nobody out. How, how tough was it
1: to get those? kind of pressure
2: innings on Freed the way he was presented. yeah I mean I thought Freed pitched really well I mean you just never got uh, um there was not. It was four, it's four pitches and there's no count advantage ever because um, he'll throw every pitch in any count and any you know there's 2-0 curveballs 2-0 changeups. you know when you feel like you get a count near your advantage and uh he, he makes a good off speed pitch so got ahead in the count a bunch um pitched well. It was it was tough sledding against them. Do you make anything of the runs for, for Corbin? He's just not gotten big runs. Do you just is it the opposing pitcher each time? I don't know. That start to the ninth and in Craig against Kenley Jansen that feel pretty good. I mean seeing Yelly get on second base there and he had some pretty good hitters coming up
3: behind him though.
2: Yeah, I mean we uh you know we I mean I thought the pitch hunter got rung up on it wasn't a great pitch, um, and and then you know we had we had some good at bats. Uh, and Jensen made some good pitches. What do you make of some of the defensive miscues just the last two days? Um, you know we just made mistakes. Simple as that. Did yeah. it look like that ball to um, that Lorenzo um, bobbled bobble in center field to kind of run up his arm a little bit or did he overrun I'd, it or is it just like I'd have to see the replay. I didn't I didn't necessarily see the replay on that. I know he was it looked like you know he was just he was racing over to get it. Um, obviously trying to keep the runner at first. I didn't I didn't see couldn't see what the hop it took necessarily. How about on rowdy? That ball was smoked, but I don't know if he said anything about whether he would have liked to Keep that one on the infield. Yeah. I mean that's just the ball that's hit hard. He's we you know we're trying to cut off the run at the plate, so we're, we're in a little farther. Um you know, and it's uh you know, it's it's a ball. When you get your glove, I think any any guy'll tell you, any player will tell you when they get your glove on the ball, you feel like he had a pretty good chance to make the play. Did Ross wind up making it? Yeah, he got here around the third inning or something like that. Yeah. How'd you think? That's
1: Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago as the Brewers fall in Atlanta 3-2. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This. This? Deep right. And this? Third
0: deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley.
1: A 3-2 loss for the Brewers. They fall to the Braves starting pitching matchup today. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew, while Max Freed gets the start for the Braves. Fantastic pitching matchup, and certainly played out that way as the game would be scoreless through the first four and a half innings. The Braves would break through in the bottom of the fifth with a couple outs. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. at the plate facing a 1-2 pitch. Here's the 1-2 to Acuna.
0: This is launched out to left. Racing back is Taylor onto the warning track, and that one is gone. And Acuna has gone deep for the second consecutive night, and the Braves lead it one to nothing.
1: Corbin Burns gives up the home run. The Brewers would attempt to answer a half inning later in the top of the sixth inning. They have a fantastic opportunity. First off, it starts with a very good defensive play by the Braves with Victor Caratini at the plate. And Caratini, a line drive, caught by Swanson, diving to his left. Look what I
0: found. Tremendous play made by Dansby Swanson. We've seen Adamas make some plays like that in this series. It was Swanson's turn, and Caratini robbed of a base hit.
1: It's a big play because of how the rest of the inning ends up playing out. The next two hitters, Colton Wong and Luis Urias, are each – or excuse me, the next hitter, Colton Wong, uh, grounds out, and then Luis Urias – he gets a base hit, so one on, two outs for Willie Adamas.
0: And the first pitch, sharply hit ground ball to third, and it bounces over the head of Riley and into left field. Big turn by Urias, he's headed for third, and Adamas with aggressive base running right behind him into second safely. Boy, that just took a bad hop on Riley.
1: So the Brewers have runners on at second and third, and a guy who's been very good with runners in scoring position and two outs this year, Christian Yelich at the plate. The 0-2,
0: Jelic, a little flare, shallow left, coming in his demerit, he dives, and he made a catch, diving in the process. Off the bat, that looked like it was going to fall for sure, if it does, it's worth two runs.
1: Maybe the play of the game right there keeps it one nothing in favor of uh, the Braves. The Braves add to their lead in the bottom of the six. Marcel Osuna leads the inning off with a base hit, and then uh, he goes to third on an air by Lorenzo Cain. Uh, the Brewers just really struggled in the field over the last couple days. Next hitter after that is Ozzie Albies. 1-0 pitch. Sharply hit ground ball, and it eats up to
0: Laz and kicks into shallow right field. Osuna will score, and Albies will stand it first.
1: RBI single for Albies, Uh, he would get caught stealing second pace. Then Travis Darnot would strike out, so two outs, and Adam Duvall at the plate.
0: One-two pitch, swing and a miss, at a slider. Caratini will throw to first to complete the strikeout. That is strikeout number seven for Corbin Burns, and he's through six.
1: That would be the final out that he would record. The Brewers would get that run back in the top of the seventh inning. Hunter Renfro leading off the frame.
2: Wind up, 2-1, swinging a high
0: fly ball, deep in the center, backing up on it, Duvall, back to the track, turning around, watching it go, see you later. Home run, Hunter Renfro. That ball took off and shot into the Atlanta bullpen in right center field.
1: Luis Perdomo would come on to pitch for the Brewers in the seventh, would put up a zero, and then A.J. Minter on for the Braves in the eighth inning. In the Braves' half of the eighth inning, they would get a run uh, as Travis Darneau with a runner on at first, and Austin Riley, it's Darneau at the plate.
0: The 2-2 pitch, and it's a line drive back up the middle and into center field. This is going to get a run home for the Braves. Riley scores from second. And it's an RBI single for Travis Darnot, and it's a three-one ball game now.
1: So that brings Kenley Jansen on to pitch the ninth inning for the Braves. The first batter that he faces is Christian Yelich.
0: Here's the two-two pitch, and Yelich a fly ball into left. Demerit racing back there. He's not going to get to it. Has to play it on a hop. Yelich a big turn at first. He's headed into second, and he's sliding in there with a leadoff double.
1: Hunter Renfro then strikes out, next hitter Tyrone Taylor.
0: Jansen does his little wiggle, and the one-two pitch. Tyrone, ground ball through the left side, and into left field for a base hit. Jason Lane is going to wave Yelich home. He's going to score. It's an RBI single for Taylor, and the Brewers have closed it to just one run. It's a 3-2 Braves lead.
1: And it brings up Rowdy Telez representing the go-ahead run. Crowd making
0: some noise again here at Truist Park, trying to encourage the closer. There goes the runner, swinging a miss from Teles. The throw to second is going to be in time. It is a strike him out, throw him out, double play to end this game.
1: The Brewers lose three-two, winning totals for Atlanta: three runs, eight hits, no errors. They leave eight for the Brewers: two runs, seven hits, two errors. They leave four. Winning pitcher Max Fried, he's four and two. Corbin Burns takes the loss one and two. Kenley Jansen, his eighth, save of the year. Home runs, Ronald Acuna Jr. his second. Hunter Renfro his sixth. Game lasts two hours and fifty-seven minutes. Played in front of 37,857 folks. We'll take a break. We'll preview the series finale. We'll do that next. This is Brewer's Extra Innings. This is Brewer's Extra Innings on WTMJ. Last year, Corbin Burns set a Brewers record for most strikeouts in his uh, first six appearances of a season. Well, he does not break that record, but he now holds the top two spots. Last year, he had 59 strikeouts in his first six appearances. This year, he has 50 strikeouts in his first six appearances. Those are the top two spots in the history of the Milwaukee Brewers. Rubber game of the match coming up tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a 12:35 first pitch. The Brewers have left-handed pitcher Aaron Ashby on the mound, 0-2, but a 2.33 ERA. Charlie Morton will go for the Braves. He has struggled to start the season. The right-hander comes in with a one and three record and a six point eight five ERA. Tomorrow's game will have a first pitch of twelve thirty-five. Our coverage begins at twelve o'clock. I hope you join me immediately following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra innings here on WTMJ.